0: Hi everyone. Hi. So today we're starting a new DT notebook and the theme is portraits of God. So Psalm 19, I think the first uh, four verses, it talks about God's majesty and how awesome he is in creation. He made the heavens and all of the galaxies, trillions of stars. And so really the glory of God is just beyond our understanding and his handiwork is uh, just Marvelous, and so that's why I think it's interesting how there's all these words that describe how the universe proclaims this fact about God. It says, "Declare, proclaim, speech, knowledge, words, voice." So there is all of this declaration by the universe of who God is. And Romans 1:20 talks about how God's invisible attributes, um, His eternal power and divine nature can be clearly perceived from what has been created and I think that's what we see in these verses.
1: In verses 4 through 6 it talks about the sun so I thought about how God's word is like the sun nothing is hidden from its heat and it can also represent God's presence so God is ever present like the sun and we always feel its heat and experience its light. God is all-powerful and he's our benevolent creator and sustainer of our lives on earth.
0: Yeah I thought all of the stars that God created the heavens and we have the sun and that's the one that shines on us daily and um, it says that there is nothing hidden from its heat and um, then in verse 7 it goes into the law of the Lord and so I think there is a connection there because in the beginning there's the general revelation of what God is like through the universe and then a more specific revelation through the Word of God or the law of the Lord and um, in Hebrews 4.13 it says that no creature is hidden from his sight. And so I think there's a link there with the sun, nothing is hidden from its heat. And then uh, later on in verse 14, it will talk about God's sight and to be acceptable in his sight. So the universe reveals God's majesty and power, but then his character um, is revealed in uh, his perfect law. So the law of the Lord or the word of God is that manifestation of God's presence. And then that's uh, where it goes next.
1: Yeah, so I listed all of the ways that the law is described. So verse 7, it was described as perfect, revives the soul, it's sure, it makes wise the simple. Verse 8, it's right, rejoices the heart, pure or without evil, and enlightens the eye. So it helps us be alert and see reality clearly. Verse 9, clean, enduring forever, true, righteous. I also noted that in the commentary for the word true in verse 9, described that as the word of God being a reliable transcript of God's will. So I took that as God wants all these things for us. He wants us to experience a reviving of the soul, to rejoice in heart, to experience um, His righteousness, purity, to enlighten our eyes, and what emerges is a very loving picture of God.
0: So the God of the universe who made all of the galaxies and stars has given us His law, uh, his word, and it is the very representation and revelation of who he is as perfect and pure and righteous and true. And he gave us that law so that we would keep it. And I think that's the focus of the the last section. So, moreover by them is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward. And then he goes on um, and talks about how he wants to be able to keep God's laws. And I think the proper response is just the uh, desire to be righteous, to have this kind of awareness that I live before God and so I think that's what we see. He wants uh, to be made aware of his errors. He wants to be declared innocent of hidden faults and kept back from presumptuous sins. And so there's these different categories of sin, some that he's aware of, some that he's not aware of, and he wants to really keep God's law so that he will be blameless and innocent of great transgression. So I think the, the psalmist's desire is to obey and to be blameless and innocent before this holy and perfect God, but he recognizes uh, that he is going to fall short. And so in one sense, it could seem like he's just saying, well, just God, help me not to sin and and keep me from transgressing. But I think we can understand this in light of the gospel and you know, of the law, which uh, none of us can keep um, perfectly. And um, that's not how we're righteous before God by keeping the law or just by God sort of zapping us and making us perfect. But you know, how, how can this happen? How can we be declared innocent of our faults? How can we be made blameless and innocent? And it's only through Jesus' righteousness. And so he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so that's the only way when uh, Jesus is our rock and our redeemer, then this is actually uh, possible that as we seek to obey, God's Word that we will, of course, fall short, but that we receive grace and mercy and forgiveness.
1: So I wanted to share my answer to reflect on the ways you have experienced this aspect of God. I thought of uh, verse 10. It says, More to be desired than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, the drippings of the honeycomb. And this experience of God's word being greater than honey. So when I first became Christian in my 20s, I preferred honey. I preferred something sweet and pleasurable, some good experience, satisfaction in my relationships that was immediate. As a young Christian, doing DT, submitting myself to structure and so that I could understand God's laws and try to apply it to my life was pretty hard and at times miserable because it required reading, sitting down, reflecting, thinking about myself, going through the process of repentance. And I mean, I think it was hard. But I think over the years, seeing the perfection of God's ways, his heart of love behind all his laws and words. A love of God's word has outstripped the honey or the immediate pleasures of life. And I think this happens especially when we see verse 7 that the law of the Lord is perfect. We see God's ways as being good and the way he's designed our lives to be good. And even with the recent DTs on the body of Christ, when I came to understand God's high vision for our relationships within the church, how he wants us to really have concern for each other you know, be weak together, rejoice together, and it really envisions a community of people without jealousy, without envy, without competition. When we experience a glimpse of that, we know it feels right and we can praise God for his design and his law for being perfect and good. And I think as we continue to strive to understand God's word and apply it in our life, this experience of the word of God being greater than gold and honey and anything else, and really experience God's law being perfect and a good design will grow